What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Ball Status. That's right. That's the podcast where we talk about the health of business and the business of health. And today is a special episode. This is an Ask the Boss version of Boss Status. How you doing, Meat? I'm doing great. How yeah. are you doing? You ready to ask the boss? I'm ready to ask the boss. I've been asking the boss for years, son. So for those who don't know, we started off this podcast a long, it was about five years ago. 2015. We did ask the boss in 2015? Like the cell phone style? Yeah, like, I mean, that officially that's when we started this thing. It was just, it was like cell phone video, just uploaded to YouTube, no edits, just raw. Just raw. Just okay. Raw. And then it, it is morphed into... Different versions of Ask the Boss. And then Ask the Boss turned into like, we talked about like all the update launches we were yeah, doing. So Ask the then, Boss was like our podcast. Yes. That was what we did. Yeah. I mean, we were doing a podcast once a week. It was once a week, right? Yep. Every Tuesday. We did that all of 2020. Yeah. Because we never left. We, were, we were <laughs> left, never left the building. I know. So uh, now we have separated the kind of the straight up supplement talk. It. <laughs> Whoa, that yeah. was crazy, man. Oh, POV, get in here. Fix this tripod. Golly. <laughs> so we look. Bro, that was crazy. Right. Did it do this upside down? Whoa, that is inception. Dude, is that what the word is? Uh, something like that. I just feel like it was yeah, about I mean, right. That was tighten crazy. It, tighten, it tighten it down. You need a Phillips head. There we go. Good enough. All right. What were we saying? So we've separated. So we have updates, oh, which. On. Oh. Oh, no, you already had one. <laughs> yeah. So we have subdates, which is about once a month we're doing now, right? About once a month. Yes. About Ish. once a month we'll do a subdates where we talk specifically about the new launches and everything we got going on. And then we have boss status. We have a couple different types of boss status. We have, uh, we've been bringing on a lot of guests where we get their origin story. Then we have things where we talk specifically about uh, some aspect of this industry. And then we have the ask the boss version of boss status and really i want to kind of continue on the dad cast version of boss status we've done one episode of the dad cast but i think there's a lot more we can handle and tackle uh through the dad cast so i think we this can topics under yes, the dad cast. yes this is an ask the boss version so we have submitted some people have su submitted questions already so we will get to those meet you can just make them up on the fly too uh and then guys if you are live and you have questions you can Roll them in here. All right. Let's do this. Meet you ready? Yeah, I'm trying to work on our next guest. <laughs> Following up. Let me see who you got. Uh, that guy. Oh, yeah, that would be good. With uh, the other guy. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Like a double team. You know yeah, I, mean? I know what you're saying. Um, okay. You got some questions in here. Yeah. Uh, you got some deep questions, actually. Deep? Oh, I like it. So I like when, I, when I try to get these, you know try to gather these i'm trying to like okay so we should go with the fitness realm so we'll start off pretty easy with the fitness stuff yeah all right what's your favorite bicep exercise doug and tricep oh man like for reals yeah bicep or tricep son Bi what's your favorite oh, bicep or tricep wasn't that a brand a clothing yeah brand? he wanted to you wanted your, you called it was like a mentorship call you he was asking about That's a clothing right. brand. but it wasn't yeah. bicep or tricep it was it bicep. was bi bicep or try bicep or try yeah, so what's your favorite bicep <laughs> or try exercise? Uh, hammer curls. I've said this so many times. Hammer curls. A lot of people uh, just don't do them. And heavy hammer curls, that is the way to get big arms because you're hitting, 
your brachii in, in addition to you know your bot your bicep which helps push your bicep up make it look bigger make it look thicker you know what i'm saying mm. yeah so mm. uh hammer curls is a, is the way to go i'm always doing at least one hammer motion when i'm training arms um and then tricep uh man that's a tough one you know i th- i think probably for me heavy cable skull crushers not free weight cable so lying on a bench yes it's a hard tough setup it is a tough setup so i, I we have some great machines here at the coliseum so i usually just do like the, the standard like overhead cable so to uh, me, it's a little interesting. You pick like a heavy compound for your biceps. Yeah. But for triceps, you I mean, even though you're you're still going heavy. Yeah. But you pick more of an ice. Yeah, I would pick that more over. So I don't do a ton of closed grip bench. That would be another good one. But I don't do that because I'm hitting chest every couple days ish. Yeah. So like I don't want to kind of reactivate that in between. Understood. If that makes sense. Understood. And I I don't train arms by themselves right now. If you are looking to get bigger arms, definitely give yourself an arm day. Or give yourself just a bicep day and a tricep day if you want to get really crazy. Um, that's when I made the most gains on my arms. Now I train them pretty much after shoulders. You know, maybe seven, eight sets per uh, bicep, seven sets. Bicep. So you got a question about what's your most recommended workout split for the most gains or best recommended split? I mean, this I guy's still, currently doing push pull legs. I don't know if I've ever done push, just straight push pull legs. Like I've done uh, three days on, one days off, but I I like to split it a little little bit differently. Um, I have made some of the best gains on a bro split. That's the truth. One body part. A day. One body part a day. Uh, my split was quads and calves Monday, chest Tuesday, back Wednesday, uh, arms Thursday, hamstrings and calves Friday, and shoulders on Saturday. Take off Sunday, repeat. But I would get so sore I could barely move that body part. It's just uh, I, I like training differently now. Um, I, I prefer five days a week instead of six. Um, but probably I made the most gains on a bro split. I think you, you can make so you, can make, gains, you, you can, can make gains. You can make gains doing anything. All these splits. You can totally, totally. Dude, I did uh, power hypertrophy adaptive training. Ooh, is that a Lane Norton? Lane Norton. Yes, I did that like all college. So was like, the fat training? Was it fat, fat training? Fat? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So like you're, yes. you have an upper power and a lower power Monday, Tuesday. It's a great split. I was deadlifting and squatting on the same day for yep. a long time. Yeah, just doing yeah. compounds, and then like your all your hypertrophy was the last three. Days. One of my other favorite splits was a kind of a custom split that I created. Um, you can actually get it on my website, uh, DougMillerPro.com. I put it up there um, where you can just purchase the training. That is probably the that and the bro split, which is also on the website. Um, that training split and, and the bro split are the two that I've made the most gains on. And in that split, it was kind of like uh, it's kind of weird because you, it's not just like push pull legs or uh, you know bro split or something like that. Every every kind of way, th- every time through you're cycling through your body parts is kind of something different. So like the first week, you know, or the first time through, it's like uh, chest, shoulders, and lats made to be together. And then legs, but no calves. And then arms with calves. And then you might come back and do back and biceps, chest and triceps. Or the next time, the next time you hit chest, it would be chest with back or chest with tri. You know, yeah. like yeah. so it changes each time through. It is about a sixteen-day different cycle. Uh, I loved it because it gave you enough time off between body parts to recover, but you're hitting things very often, and it changed up so much. 
the reason I did that once, and the reason I liked it was the discipline to stick. So it's almost more of a challenge and discipline because you might be working out on a Sunday, yes. and you might be working out like you, you when you're not like I got so lost in a. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, off on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, off on Sunday. Like, that is where my comfort is. And that's where I am now because I just have a lot of other responsibilities on the weekend with the kids. But a split like that forces you to make the time to figure out, okay, on Sunday, I typically don't do this, but, like, my split is calling for it and I'm committed, so, like, I got to make it work. I got to figure this out. Yeah, so I – yeah, that's why I don't do that. That's the only reason I don't do – I wonder if I could make it so I'm always off on Sunday, but I could – I could just adjust it, probably. probably but the way I set it up is the off days were strategic, strategery there. Or for well, talk about uh, for gains. Like you need that rest. Yes. Right. Like if you want to make the gains, yeah. you need that. And I was trying not to put like shoulders before chest day, right? Where you've already hit your shoulders a bunch. Um, so I would give like a if that ever came up, there would be a rest day between that shoulders and the chest or yep. whatever. So uh, it was it was a very well thought out. It is a very well thought out training split. The downside is, you might be training on Sunday for a couple of weeks in a row, and then it, then you rotate off, and you might be off every Sunday, right? It just depends on where you are as you come through it. Hmm. 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 Got any got any questions in there? No. Not yet. Put your questions in there, people. Yeah. We, we feel them and ask the balls. You All right, dude. Questions. I got it. There's a troll about every every uh, once in oh, a while. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So this guy wants to know why do you lie about doing enhancing drugs? <laughs> they're not performance; they're enhancing drugs. They're, they're so just, just of, enhancing. It's a new type of drug. So like Viagra, anything that enhances anything, anything, huh? Yeah. Why do you lie about that? <sighs> Meat. This why, guy. Why did he ask that question? It's so dumb. He's so mad at me. It's so no. It's just so dumb. It's just like really. We haven't actually gotten or you. But you, you might, I, I don't know. You haven't talked about it in a while. Like, I feel like. Oh, I, I, I get I get some messages for sure. And I messages just delete. Messages and, com- uh, and com- comments. And I'll just yeah. delete. I don't give them much thought. Like, I just don't like the negativity. So I'll just delete. And, you know, if they're if they're really kind of dickish, I'll just delete and block. Yeah. Well, you know, we. I think uh, somebody threatened. You know, it was funny because who was it? Um. I do this is so funny because I can't even remember the guy's name. What's the guy, the douchebag at the Arnold? Uh, oh, I don't know the guy. You know, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, so I'm at the Olympia. Uh, yeah, I do. I, this just goes to show how much I really care. I don't. What's even his know. name? I don't know. I really. Um, I didn't even know who he was. Come on, Aaron. What's happening? his name? Kinevsky. Yes. So um, he's loving you right now. It's yeah. No, I put. Him, yeah, he's getting that that airtime. That airtime. Yeah, I guess he just put up another, like, video or something, something from clips from the Arnold, and, you know, people were already, I guess I heard that people were saying, like, oh, your stuff's getting stale. Like, this is just old, right? Because they're just, they're lame clips. But every so often, whenever he posts something like that, like, I'll get, like, one or two teeny boppers that will, like, throw in a comment. The other guy the other day was in my messages, like, he wants to, like, throw down. Wants to throw down, you know, like what fist? Yeah, I, you know, you outside, he son. literally said it like that or something like that. It was just the dumbest thing. So he made one comment. I was like, all right. So he sent me, no, it was a private message. I just deleted. And then the next thing he goes, you know, he like, he like wants to fight. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, delete block. I'm like, really? All right, cool. I was like, he had like, I think it was something like 74 people he was following and he had zero followers, you know, something yeah. like that. So true, just troll. like a troll, like a troll. I account. can't click on this person, but yeah. Uh, 
so we talked a lot about the man, at the manager meeting about victim mentality. Yeah. And to me, this is screams victim mentality. Yeah. Like I, I can't make progress myself because I'm holding myself back. So I'm going to question other people and bl- and call out other people who I think are doing are cheating when you have no question, like no no idea about yeah that person. Do you think we should talk about that victim? Should we should we talk about it on here? Maybe on another. It, you know, we could let uh, take the leash off of Carl on a on a a boss status. Oh geez, and uh, he he'll go deep on it. Bring out the game. It was a great topic. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had a situation. A good meeting. We had a situation in our retail stores where, uh, should I go into this discussion? Do you want to do it now? I don't know. I just feel like. I kinda, sure, dude. Just kinda, your chef. Uh, we had a situation. You don't got to go 30 minutes on shoot, it. Shoot. No, he might, he might even be watching this. Oh, probably. We had a manager of one of our stores. Um, and we clearly knew that, like his store was not performing the way it should have been. So like, we kind of know when somebody has their foot out the door and we know when something's up. And anyways, this was, this went on like black Friday morning. Um, Carl logged on the video. Uh, we have video and audio in all our stores, uh, for security purposes. And so he logged on the video just to see if like, uh, the, the stuff has been stocked correctly. That was dropped off the night before Thanksgiving to make sure it was in, in there. And sure enough, he catches them like, having a conversation with one of our clients, um, basically just going off about being a victim and basically just talking on like on so many levels about like about, uh, his position and, uh, like the company and the bosses and the money he made, yeah, the money that his employees, his CSRs were making and how that wasn't fair. He could go deliver something else and for how money, like he has uh, to write people up when they <laughs> like are not behaving and stuff like this is crazy. Talking like, crap on other managers because they got a job at a better, at a higher performing store my ticket, average ticket is high, but like they, yeah. they put a, they, they picked a crappy location. So like, that's why like, we're not doing good here. It was but just a hundred. Uh, oh, it was, it, dude, I turned, I turned it out so fast. Cause I was just so cringed and angry that I just had. Well, the, the crazy thing is, and then he's talking about how he's the strategy he's putting together so he can grow more marijuana in his apartment to kind of like skirt around the law because you can grow a certain amount. Using donated money from a parent. Right. So I guess his grandfather gave him some money for a uh, to pay his rent, and instead he was going to use the money uh, to pay one of his mortgage payments uh, that his grandfather gave him as a gift to put in like a like a gaming room. Dude, my favorite. But yet he was bitching about, you know, uh, money and all that. So he was like... He, clearly he was really good with his, his money, his choice of how to use his money. Yeah. It, it was absolutely ridiculous, but it was, uh, we, we actually shared it, um, with our man, our man at our manager meeting just to get, to show people how silly you are when you talk like this and every, I mean, it was cringe. It was super cringe. It, it was, was super hard to listen to and uncomfortable. And he was doing it to a client, like somebody in the store. And, uh, it was just a hundred percent the victim, it was just really sad that that's how somebody lives their life. Like there was no ownership taken for anything. You know, Carl had to basically go in there. I, I, Carl and I talked and I was like, Carl, you need to drive to that store right now and let him go immediately on black Friday. So we did. Um, and 
you know, he spent, I don't know how many days fixing his store, like full days, like four full days doing all the shit he should have been doing. Right. And, uh, but it just showed the stereotypical victim, like that victim mentality. And, you know, he will, he will never amount to anything great. And he'll all, until he figures this out, until he figures this out. Right. Yeah. Uh, if he goes about his life with that mindset, you know, it just, he's never going to get anywhere. And so it was just really sad to see. Um, so, so yeah. the, the lesson, right, is uh, that your mindset. Don't be a victim. Don't be a victim. Like, take ownership of what you're doing. So, like, I mean, I brought it up um, from this question. It's like, why, why do you want to sit here and judge somebody else's life on what you think that they're doing or cheating? So why is Doug lying about Doug, and you don't know anything about Doug, right? right? Like, you haven't spent time with Doug. Um, so stop playing the victim mentality. Look yourself in the mirror and figure out what you can do to make yourself better, not worrying about what he's doing or why he's lying about it. Right. Um, so. Uh, we got a question here. Somebody says they're retiring from the military in approximately a year. What are the chances of opportunities for employment at Core America, Nut Corners? What qualifications make me more competitive? Um, so we've talked about this. We talked about the traits that we looked for in hiring. Wasn't that, what boss status was that? I feel like pretty we, early. It was boss status, like two or three or four, I believe. Uh, so go back and watch that. Bo- three. Yeah. Go back and watch that boss status where it's kind of like, what are the traits we look for? For me, it's the ability to figure things out and passion. Those are the two things, right? Like, obviously you gotta be, have some borderline competence here, but I'm not looking for like, like some fancy degree or anything like that. You have to have the ability to figure things out and you really need to be passionate about what we're doing in order to be successful at it. If you're not, people are going to see through that. Um, And so, I mean, just off the cuff, those are my two big things. You know, having uh, that attention to detail goes a long way in both a retail and on the brand side, uh, brand side of things. Um, I will say there's always opportunities. We have opportunities right now uh, at HQ, uh, some marketing positions, um, some, our, our graphic designer, our main graphic designer here in house is just overwhelmed with the amount of stuff that we have going on. So we're looking to put another, uh, graphic designer in house here in Statesville. So if you're interested in that and you have graphic design skills, uh, you know, we're looking for, you don't have to be super experienced, more entry level where you can kind of grow with us um, on the graphic design and be led by some more senior designers. Um, yeah, some, you know, marketing positions are coming up. We have some other huge projects in the works that are going to need support. There's always a uh, warehouse is always, um, we always need people in the warehouse. We always need CSRs, which are our client service representatives. Those are the people that are working like 20 hours a week or more at our retail store. So, there's always the opportunity. So it's info at the nutritioncorners.com or info at corenutritionals.com. If any of that sounds interesting, you can send an email, say you saw it on boss status, and we can kind of take it from there. Sweet. Uh, total off the not related question. Somebody has a question about natural bodybuilding. So I don't know if we want to go there or. Uh, sure. Thoughts on current state of natural bodybuilding. What changes uh, would you funny. make to Who's the in- industry, if any? The blind bodybuilder. Oh. I've yeah, been I talking about natural bodybuilding today. Yeah. Justin Draper is uh, uh, getting up ready for uh, a prep. Yeah. He just turned 40. And um, 
Yeah, he he wants me to help him with his stacks for yeah. for a show. So I was like, give, well, give me some dates. I want to, I would work backwards, right? Like I would start your stack from, you know, the last show. Say you're doing the Yorton Cup, and we're gonna back out the stacks yeah. from there. Um, and then he's kind of going around asking, you know, emailing questions. He hasn't, you know, renewed his status. Yeah, you know, and so the OCB wants him to to be an amateur again and reclaim that. And then so, see, I don't understand that. The, I, stat, I, the status for me is like these. They just don't have it together still. Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of kind of like there's so many arbitrary rules, and the rules are different from organization to organization, right. and there's so many different organizations. And then the the banned substances with one um, organization is different from the banned substances for, for another. I don't think WADA should be the standard for natural bodybuilding. It doesn't make sense. You can't even test for all the WADA. I mean, like, so if you take high dose caffeine on the day, 600 milligrams of caffeine on the day of your show, you, you're, you, you can't compete. Like, I can't test like for that. Th- that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Um, and so I think you really need a very clear and concise uh framework for the drug testing that makes it very clear of the things that should be banned and sh- that aren't banned um and you got to have consistent test uh c- testing um the, all the different qualifications and all that i feel like it changes every year it's just super confusing yeah um and it's just i don't know if it needs to be that way you know i mean <laughs> carl always talks about we should just promote a show and i, I would totally do it but it would be unsanctioned and yeah. it would just be crush a cup. Yeah, crush a cup, cash prizes, super simple. Um It'd be fun. Know, yeah. Skirt. You're maybe, promoter now. Maybe not in the next couple of years, but maybe <laughs> like in five years we'll do that. Yeah. I don't really could we do if you uh turn this whole thing into a gym, would there be a spot to actually host it? Eh, you probably want an amphitheater. Yeah. Anyways. No, well, maybe, if you build it, they will come. Sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just feel like it's it's just so fragmented, and it's, um, you know, I, I love natural bodybuilding. I mean, that's where really our kind of our brands were born out of. But it's just, um, it's, uh, I, I don't really keep up with it anymore, if that makes sense. Well, I don't really keep up, I would say, with, like, top IFBB bodybuilding, non-drug-tested bodybuilding either. Um, it's just, you know, the way that, uh, our brands have gone is it's way more inclusive than just for bodybuilders at this point. Yeah. You and know? I think keeping, I'll always be it. a bodybuilder, but like the brands have morphed, uh, where I think people who are not bodybuilders appreciate the origins and the, the principles that we use in our products. So it, it, uh, they are very attracted to that, yeah. uh, that aspect of it. And keeping up, and at the end of the day, like, so when it comes to the banned substances, like, we used to kind of know and speak towards our products for these lists, but now uh, we just can't. Like, we just don't even know because the lists keep changing. Right. Uh, like, the OCB, we were pretty, we, we kind of understood it for a while, but I think they just made a change or something. So you guys have to, uh, you have to consult with the organization and yeah. not us when it comes to, uh, yeah, we get emails all the time about, is this legal in this organization? I don't know. I, I have no idea at this point, you know? Um, so the only thing we can tell you is which products of ours are not compliant for, from a WADA standpoint. Um, and that's it beyond that. You need to deal with your organization. That's not our responsibility. It just gets too crazy. Um, 
Somebody just puts in here, what do you think about including short but high-intense sprints in leg day? For example, four times 110 yards. Sure. You know, I don't see any reason in that, uh, you know, problem in that. Do it. I think it could help, right? Like in uh, you're activating more fast switch yeah. muscle fibers, so they could, you know, help you with. I would put uh, it at the I'd put it at the end of your totally workout. at the end of the workout. Yeah. And I would recommend maybe doing some sled pushes instead of just like sprints, maybe hill sprints. You want some good resistance to that. So I used to do back on them them animal programs, man. I the Kurt Weiner getting programs? ready for a show, dude. I was doing a sled or hill sprints every leg day. Yeah. And I was doing battle rope type circuits every upper body day, plus high intensity training. Like I call that zombie training. It was it was some crazy stuff. Yeah, zombie training. I should go back to that. Are those full tubs of Castle Bravo over there? They're they're empty. You know, throw one, throw me one of those. All right, I'm I gonna start. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask the question. Oh. How do you decide between harness and fury V two? How do you decide between? Well, I don't think you can go wrong with either of them. And I'm also using Harness Evolution, and I'm also using Fury Australia. Well, Harness Evolution is not available to the public. I know. I'm just saying. And I'm also using F-Bomb and F-and-Pumped and and Core Pump and Daily Pump. And The great thing is, at this point in time, I don't include any other non-branded product that we make in pretty much almost all of our supplementation, my supplementation, but definitely in the pre-work workout realm. Um, it's, it's all our products. Cause I really do feel like, I mean, shoot, we, we beta test them. So we make them the way we want, we want right. to make them. Uh, we actually use them. So I can't answer that question for you. It's like, how, how do you, um, how do you like how you feel on them? I would say that, you know, the, the core fury hits me a little harder up front. It does have a little faster acting uh, caffeine in it, um, the caffeine citrate. So instead of two different versions of caffeine, caffeine and hydrous and, caf- and Zoom XR that are in harness, you get three versions in the, the core side. And it's just a different feel, you know? Um, There's a little more yeah. inclusiveness to this, I mean, to the, but if you break these down, Fury has a hydration element to it. Um, so Fury's going to be a little bit more loaded pre-workout than harness not to say harness is really lacking anything it's just the fury v2 is on another level fury v2 and harness evolution are more will be more of a better comparison right so the price points are slight are a little bit different because of that about ten dollars so you got to take that into consideration and then what are your goals i think what doug said without saying it though is if you can and i did this in retail all the time if it's feasible buy a couple Right. And then you rotate them throughout the week, depending on what you're training, how you're training, what time you're training. Um, and then you're not getting like so used to that same pre-workout all the time. Like my my go to on leg day lately has been F-bomb, but not the full scoop. I'm 13 grams. I weigh it out. 13 grams of F-bomb is like the sweet spot. Stack it with F and pumped on leg day. Thank me later. It's awesome. But uh, but that's just for late. I won't use that on upper body day. You know, I'm using right now Fury or V2 or Harness or Fury Australia or something like that. I'll do Fury Australia when I feel like I don't need quite as big of a kick because it's a little bit on the lower stem side. Dude, I've been um, loving Peak. Yeah? See, I haven't run Peak consistently well, yet. I haven't run it by itself. I've been running with Fury, but... Yeah. Um, because I've been, on the, I've been on the F and Pump kick lately. Yeah, I, this I really is a new one. 
So this launches on the 20th of February. This is Castle Bravo. So America Labs has got like a gazillion pre-workouts dropping this year. So this one is super complete. Um, and this one is going to be slap you in the face type of complete. But, I mean, it's got 7 grams of citrulline. It's got 3,2 beta alanine, 2 grams of Pico2, 2 grams of tyrosine. So it's got 350 caffeine, but then it's got 200 milligrams of caffeine citrate. Yeah which is about yielding 50%. So it's about 450 of caffeine, a but a big dose of that is citrate. So you're going to get slapped right up front. Slapped him in them titties. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I don't know. Wasn't there a song that was, oh, was just in my head? I was, I it was knock it him out. It, take him out. <laughs> That's right. I don't know why. What just happened? I feel like, whoo. That's the entertainment that you guys yeah. out. We were getting a little boring there for a second. Yeah, I don't know. We're talking about products and yeah, stuff. Yeah, we're talking about business. Yeah, and then you throw in a little titty now and again, and you get everyone all excited. <laughs> now I got your attention. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, I'm going to hit you with some more questions so we can get through some stuff. Anyways, uh, hold on. I was talking about oh, this pure sex in my hand right I now. I thought you Golly. should slap a titty and we were good. It, no, it got juice. There's juice here. <laughs> 350 caffeine and hydrous, 300 alpha GPC, 250 pine bark. Uh, 200 caffeine citrate, 150 L of ATP, 100 theobromine, and is 30 synephrine, and 20 hyperzine A. This thing is... It's loaded. <laughs> slap them titties. I mean, <laughs> but not, I mean, loaded not on just the titty part, but the, <laughs> like, uh, the pine bark in there. Oh, the pumps. Got, uh, the so pump. from a pump aspect, at pump and performance, you got 7 grams of L-citrulline, 3,2-beta-alanine, 2 grams of Pico-2, uh, you got 250 of the pine bark, and then you got 150 L of ATP. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if it, uh, the 450 gets, gets me a little bit, I'm, I'd have to, I, I don't, I wouldn't full scoop it for me, but yeah. I drink too many. He's turned, out, he's turned out great. So Castle Bravo, if you don't know, right. is like the largest nuclear bomb ever tested by the U S tested. We never, like, yeah, we never dropped, dropped it on anyone. It on we dropped it on an Island, pretty much destroyed the Island for yeah. however many years. So they years. say it's probably still there full of zombies. Oh, oh tell you want to find yeah. some new species. You go there, dude. Yeah. Um, we should go. Yeah. So this, yeah, no, no, thanks. So yeah, I think it ended up being like a hundred times more powerful than they expected. So that's, uh, that's why you don't mess with us, man. That's, that's Castle Bravo. I dropped a bomb on you, mm. baby. All right, what uh, was the hardest part of opening up your own gym? The hardest part. Why did you say it like that? I'm emphasizing. The hardest part. Not the easiest, but the hardest. Um, hmm. That's a tough one. Because we, we... Yeah, I we got didn't, an answer. We didn't sit. <laughs> what? All putting all them damn china pieces together. I tell you what, son. Yeah, but that wasn't, we don't have those in here, really. I know, like, but so, we still, that was part of it. Yeah, so um, I, I think, man, that's a tough question because we didn't really set out to open a gym to the public. It just kind of happened, and we just started collecting equipment, swapping equipment, trading equipment, uh, buying equipment, selling equipment, and it just turned into like this. Uh, Hiring a guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so get some friends yeah and you know now our biggest thing is because we are looking for gym number two and uh, there will probably be another expansion of the, this current gym at some point in the near future 
um, is we're constantly buying new gym equipment, or I should say used gym equipment that are like the gem pieces that you can't find anymore, and we refurb them ourselves. So that means we have somebody who takes them apart, we send them out for powder coating, we send them out for new custom padding, we bring them back, and then we have to assemble them together, and there's always something wrong when they get assembled the first that, time. If you ask Matt, that would probably be the hardest oh, part. Is the Well, the, we had to pull Matt off of some of the other duties he's doing because we have probably... 20 some pieces out in the warehouse here that need right. to get taken apart, disassembled, sent to the powder coater, get the pads done, order any pieces that need to be, you know, yeah. uh, upgraded and, and refurbished. Like we fully refurbish all this stuff. And so, yeah, it probably saves money over buying the new ones. Like that's a benefit. You're probably all in on these pieces. So like you might be all in on $2,000 on a leg curl where it would be $4,000 to buy it new. But they're older leg curls that are better than anything you can buy new, and they're fully redone. Right. But there's a lot of effort that has to go into it. And we're pretty picky at this point. Like, we're not going to put a, a white piece of equipment in our gym, which is all red. Right? So, like, some people, there's, and I think there's a real, at some point, there's a real value to that. It creates a vibe that, you know, is, is, is super special. Like, you know, DMV has it. DMV Iron, like yep. Leo's gym, like, it has a vibe. It's not our vibe, right. but it's a sick vibe. It's all black and yellow. It's like top end, like all top end equipment. Everything matches. The stuff that's old that he gets redone matches. And it's just, it's one of the most it badass makes, gyms in the country for sure. Well, doing it the way that DMV and we have, you know, like where you're refurbing, you're picking out selected yeah. pieces, you're making the color scheme real specific. It, uh, it makes it super special, right? Yeah. Like it's, you can walk into a lot, bunch of gyms where they pick the same uh, manufacturer and even though it's like color coordinated and they they really it just doesn't feel as special there's there's not as much thought yeah and, and i think the the other cool really cool thing about what we do is like we don't say check the box like oh we need a leg curl there's a leg curl we're done like we have nine leg curls here we, we have, have we have curls. one two three laying leg curls two standing two seated you know, like somebody needs to innovate on leg extensions because as, as many leg curls there are there's not as many leg extensions. Yeah. So we have three leg extensions, but a lot of gyms will do, if they have three leg extensions, they're all the same, right? Like yeah. they're, they're all life fitness right. or whatever. So we, we will never duplicate within, at least right now, you know, the same piece of equipment. We will always have different options for those because some might just be better, more ergonomic to their body mechanic, their biomechanics. Uh, might be better for some people than other people. So yeah. it just makes sense that uh, we just have options we have five shoot five hack squats so it really just depends mr sween dog i'm so down with you patrick leg extensions invitation he wants to come help skirky too all right dude come, come on down man yeah, come hang down. out there you go um this person just man i just y'all some of the dopest and illest individuals are they i mean come you? on what's the best product you worked on and then he asks just like a generic easy question but he loves us y'all some of the dopest and illest Illest. I haven't been called illest in a while, a minute, if ever. Uh, what was the favorite product I've so worked on? So there's a question that says, what's the best product you've worked on? And then there's another question that says, That's looking back at the products you've released, are there any you're disappointed in? So basically, that's uh, yes. like, what's your best and what's your worst? Uh, be best is hard. I mean, I really do There love is no best. No, there is a best, and it's our products. <laughs> All those people out there saying, there ain't no best. There are best ours um so best product like 
that that one is really tough. There are products that we make that I use every single day, and I couldn't go without. And you can ask that question each every six months, and it probably changes. Yes, and we're constantly innovating right. in the products. So like that's that's really 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 tough. Uh, products we've been disappointed in. So yes, and not necessarily. I'm not even talking from like a sales point of view. I'm or, just saying how it actually turned out. So like one of them. So, well, we'll keep going. I was going to say on sales data or the actual, usually the performance of the product is great, right? Like on paper and through like performance, but then either uh, doesn't, the taste might be off or the, uh, it clumped or something like that. Exactly. That's what I'm getting at. Right. So, uh, Let's go back, back, back. So when we were upgrading Fury at one point in time and we dropped Fury X, we had some of our record sales. Like we crushed out. Fury X. Of Fury X. They crushed out of the gate. But then people started consistently drinking it and it it, it had dynamine and teacrine and it just, we just did not nail the flavors. The flavors killed that one. Yep. And that was really at a point. It was flavor and Gosh, how many years ago? Consistency. 2008. It's it about five years ago, right? It was a. It was taller than that tub. Yeah. And uh, it, it clumped pretty well. It, it, it was just, it wasn't super clumpy, but that was just one aspect of it. But it just, it didn't have a great taste or mouthfeel. And that was at a point where we're like, man, you know, how important is flavor? I mean, we always have taken flavoring seriously, but that product was all about the formula. Yep. I was so excited for that formula that the taste was just blah, you know? And so we, that ended up not, I was not happy with that. I was not proud of that product, even though the sales were great. We made a lot of money on it, but it's just like, uh, then it started to trickle, right? Cause I didn't like to get the negative feedback of the taste. And I was like, yeah, I, so I just wasn't happy about it. And so eventually, obviously we, we reformulated. And we probably scratched it earlier than we, would have liked right like which yes we listened for sure right like in we, relation to that we also had peak x right the combo which was the combo to stack with it which we made a mistake there because that truly was kind of our pump and endurance product yeah and we called it peak as opposed, opposed to pump at the time and that really hurt us and that's why when we brought our powdered non-stim pre-workout back out we went back to pump because the peak was confusing it which is kind of funny that we now have a peak pill product which is really a pump product but the reason why we call that peak is because it's got peak atp and citra peak in it which has some other performance aspect other than just pump but it fits a pill product much better i feel like yes learn lessons you know yes you got to go through these adversities right yeah so uh fury x peak x were two and i would also say core grow core grow was a whole food based gainer and the reason why that just had a, the quinoa we used in that, you know, I, I think a lot of people uh, who say they use certain ingredients, uh, some might just pixie dust them in a blend. You know, we don't do that. So like having a lot of quinoa in there gave it a bitterness and it was a great whole food meal replace or uh, gainer, but it just didn't taste again, what we wanted to, uh, where we wanted it to be. Now, the cool thing about this is we are bringing, we don't know what the name is yet, but we have approved three flavors of our gainer, which we're bringing out. You know, 10 pound bag. Yeah, we're going, we, we're, we want to call it, I kind of want the nostalgia of grow because now we are doing it right. I feel like we nailed this because uh, that's kind of what our brand is. We, we call it grow. That was our gainer. Uh, there's also some uh, conversation here that we want to call it MRP XL. 
which we we haven't figured out yet. No, we need we, we need we need to make talked that about today. I don't know how farther along. And it's funny because the, the the fourth product that I'm gonna name is suffers from the same issue, and that was the taste, and that was the balls. That is probably our biggest kick in the nuts. Kick in the nuts cannonball that we shot before we shot bullets um just we learned so I, I chalk it up to a phenomenal learning experience a very expensive phenomenal learning experience that the balls taste great when bench sampled but using our actual protein powder which had digestive enzymes and flavors used for watering in a food-based product created like a soapy taste after about two months and essentially we recalled them as, yeah. You know, right? Like we're just like done. Packaging was amazing. Concept was amazing. They were they were awesome. We were so stoked, and they just <laughs> the bed. Yeah, you know. So, um, but with that being said, it's now three years later, and we are getting into the functional foods. I feel like we knocked the foundation bar out of the park, and this other functional food, which I literally just teased today, is I. Everyone hates the word game changer. It's a game changer. Like it's a mass appeal game changer. Well, I think and it's super uh, unique, and it's a uh, also part of uh, some of these I new partnerships the, we're working on. We use the, the word "we." The balls made us better, yes. but I really think it made Dave a ton better because he took ownership of that project, and he is just—he's yep. not gonna let that ever happen again. Yeah, you know. So he's working really hard on uh, on some of these functional foods. So yep. definitely excited. Agre- agreed. All right. I'm going to keep it rolling. We've got a couple more. Pump is out of this world. I agree. Uh, Deep. Deep. Are you saying that is deep or? There's a couple deep things. Okay. I'm going to have to pee here soon, bro. What has been your biggest learning? Okay. What the fuck, Chuck? What has been your (laughs) biggest learning experience since becoming a CEO? Learning experience. I learn every day. I also... The more I learn, the more I learn, I don't know very much. How do you like that? That's, oh, yeah. It's deep, like right? Yeah, like the, the more you learn and the more you know that you could know, the more you realize you don't know and maybe you should know. <laughs> Did you even make a <laughs> this, point? That was great. That was, <laughs> I blew my mind right now. We, was, I, don't why, right now? <laughs> I don't know why I pushed that button. It just <laughs> I didn't even know we had that. I, that was for the State of the Union. Oh, uh, okay. I just feel like that was a very presidential thing to say. I don't know. Okay. Um, so go deeper. <laughs> go deeper. That's all I got. Me? That's <laughs> all I got. I can't go deeper. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's just because we are constantly learning and we are constantly pushing into new realms, there's more that I have to learn on a daily basis, right? So it's not that I feel like I don't have um, the capacity for that, or I don't already have the foundations for that knowledge. There's just so many unknowns that we go into. Like right now, we just met with a builder today, right, to build another building, but this time from ground up. So from dirt up as opposed to this one, which was refurbed from ground up essentially. Um, but there's just so much of that process that I don't know that as a CEO, I'm the one who's going to have to make the decision of whether it's right for the company or not, right? So it's just like there's... Every day, there's something I learn that I don't know about. I'm usually pretty straightforward. I ask a ton of questions. I was that guy in college that would sit in the front row, and I didn't give a shit if I was annoying to, like, all my classmates. 
<laughs> oh man, I wish I was a fly on the wall. And and well, that's why. That's how I got a four point Yeah. I when I I'm didn't know something. I'm in the back doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, when I didn't know something, I asked questions. There were some times I'll never forget. This was math 231. It was like, uh, uh, I forget what type of uh, calculus it was or something. And we had this this uh, foreign, uh, he was like a foreign uh, TA, like a student professor, right? He barely spoke English. He was like Mr. Bean with a foreign accent minus a chromosome. That's what he was like. And he was, no one knew anything about what he was doing in the class. This might have been differential equations too, which is not easy, easy math. Yeah. math. So we got it. Yeah, it was hard. It was hard. So I literally would ask 10 questions in a row. And I know I was as annoying as crap, but I knew if I didn't know the answer to this, I guarantee you that 99% of the classmates in there did not didn't know the know answer, answer either. So, and most of the time, I'm like, man, thanks, thanks for doing that. Like, I would get a lot of, like, like thanks for, I was like, yeah, no, no problem. I don't care, you know, I'm yeah. just worried because I don't know how to do it. Like, I wasn't trying to be nice for you. Um, so, anyways, I just, I, I just ask a lot of questions. So, like, these builders, I ask a lot of very direct questions. So, how much is this going to be? You know, like, give me a ballpark. Like, what are we talking here? 30 million or 30,000? Yeah. And uh, I think not being afraid to ask a lot of questions and feeling dumb or knowing that you don't know things, I think that's a really important trait for a CEO to have because then you can put people around you or ask questions to figure it out. So um, I'm always learning new stuff, I think is the well, answer. Well, I think that's, a, that's good for everybody. Yeah, totally. Ask questions. All right, you still got to pee? Yeah, but we can. I got a couple more. Yeah, keep on. Do you drink alcohol? Um, I would say... Rarely, not that I'm against it. Um, like I do really enjoy like like a really good bourbon, but like just like when I smoke a cigar, if I'm smoking a cigar, it's chances are it's a twenty dollars cigar. Yeah, just because I want to smoke a really good cigar, I don't want to just one cigar. One out of yeah, every yeah, right. So I don't smoke that weeks. often. But like if I'm drinking, like I want to drink something that's special, not just to just have some random bourbon just to say I had bourbon. Yeah. Right. Like I want to drink something special. So, um, and I can't tell you the last time I got like hammered. I don't think I've been hammered since my kids were born. When I say hammered, like really tipsy, like, like a good eight, 10 drinks in where you're like, there might've been a Christmas party or two where I was like, or my wedding. Oh, uh, your, your, your wedding. I was flirting with the line. Everybody was flirting with the line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your wedding was probably the most drunk I've been since I've had kids. Yeah, when I was Donald Trump grinding on Hillary Clinton, yeah, my wife. <laughs> man, we, man, those are good times. Dude, imagine all, sharing all those masks, those, uh, whatever. Wait a second. Brian goes, good. That's what I like to hear. What? Donald Trump grinding on Hillary Clinton? <laughs> or the I don't drink very often part? I'm not quite sure what which part of that you like to hear. What's up, homies? Oh, we got uh, Swanson Nutrition Corner in the house. What's up? Big Mike. Um, what do you, th oh, here we go. This is Tracy, our new manager. Okay. What do you think based on your experience prevents people from seeing results? Now, I think that's a training question, but could also be a business question. Results in business. Ask it again. 
What do you think, based on your experience, prevents people from seeing results? Um, that's a that's a tough question. I think it's probably um, the ASAP attitude versus the ALAT attitude. Mm, I like that. Good. Keep going. Ready to move on? No, no, just keep going. I like so it. a lot of people live in this world of as soon as possible. I want results as soon as possible, right? So that when they don't, um, when they don't see the results quickly, they start a diet and two weeks in, they're not seeing the results. They're not looking jacked or shredded, right? They just, because they want it as soon as possible, they kind of get they demotivate, they're not disciplined enough, and then they just kind of fall off, and so they kind of self-sabotage. Somebody who lives an ALAT life is as long as it takes. I'm willing to do something as long as it takes for me to get to the goal. So if you can shift your thinking from the ASAP attitude to ALAT, um, it makes a big difference. And so I don't think a lot of people have the testicular fortitude to live the ALAT lifestyle because it sometimes it might take you two years to get jacked and shredded or three years or four years or 20 years. But do you have what's in it to stick to those principles that you know are making progress, but you don't see it right away? And are you willing to do it for as long as it takes to get you where you want to go? And a lot of people aren't. I think a lot of people aren't honest with themselves. Like I don't think they, so like if a newer person is starting a diet um, and I don't think they are honest with what their diet truly looks like. Oh, yeah. I think they think bro, I, I eat so much. Dude, yeah. Like, I'm bro, trying to gain weight. I, I eat, eat all every, the time, I bro. eat everything. You know, I eat everything. Well, yeah. are you tracking it? Do you know exactly how much? And are you consistent with that every single day? Most likely not. If, you, yeah. if that's your answer, right? Yeah. So I think being honest with yourself. We got, we got Dodger on here. He goes, I just got a label. We're working on this super top secret, super duper, super duper, product label thing for arms race and david just got a draft of the label and it's amazing i'm sure um and then what else we got love this crazy about the brand and all you guys stand for thank you i appreciate that that helps us keep going it really does um i love when i we hear those things uh you might not want to answer this one it's a it's an interesting question would you want who Ooh. You can read it. You can read it. This question asks, who would you want your successor to be in 10 years? <laughs> Yourself. In 10 years, Doug's going to be here. I was going to say, man, I, unfortunately. And Jackson's going to be coming up on 18. Yeah, he'll be almost turning 19 10 years from now. He'll be out of school. He's going to be in here barking orders. He'll be in school packing boxes. No, is what he he'll be. be uh, Barkin Griffin would be the bark. Griffin's already in here. Yeah. Yeah. Kicking shit over already. <laughs> I'll be like, Griffin, that's my job. Uh, well, 10 years. So I've said at the age of 50, and I say this, but like, and we've come a long way in the long time we've been doing this, but we, we still always feel like we're just getting started. So um, I still feel like there's so much more to do, and I don't feel like we've made it yet, if that makes sense. And I don't know, quite frankly, if I'll ever feel like we made it. Yeah. Right? Like, we're always fighting constant battles, and I don't know if those battles ever go away. They become, uh, they probably become bigger battles, you know, as you continue to grow. 
Um, so I, I've said at like age 50, I'd like to, you know, when my kids are like in the height of high school, you know, like I'd like to be spend less time doing the stuff that I need to do. And it's not that I spend the crazy amount of hours here in the office, but it's just like, I don't turn off. Like I'm, and that's where I'd like to be able to kind of park some things where I can just not think about stuff for a while. Um, but I really love what we do. And I, quite frankly, in 10 years, I'm still going to be very much involved, God willing. Um, so who knows what that looks like? But I also don't have, you know, I've been asked this question quite a bit recently, honestly. What is your plans? Like, do you want to sell, like, at some point? Or, like, what are you trying to do? And I can honestly say that that is not, like, the strategic vision of the brands or the stores. Not to say that there isn't a number out there or that some part of the company could be sold, uh, to certain investors or something at some point, but I really, that's just not my goal. So I would love to, I'd love it if my boys wanted to get involved, but no way in heck would I turn it over to them to run when there's people that have probably been here at that point for 30 years who have way more knowledge, way more responsibility, way, you know, like it would, it would be somebody else that hopefully came up through the ranks here that would be take over the leadership, the main leadership role. So that's the way I would look at it. Okay. I got one question from, I had two. One, the first one was, what is core nutritional's core values, pun intended? So you go back to our first episode of the boss status. Yes. And we go over in detail each 12 core value. And uh, it's a great episode. Great, great way to start them. off. Yeah. Especially this person I know is interested in becoming part of our team crush it. Uh, that name. Um, okay. Okay. So yeah, do you want to read them off quickly? Yeah, I did pull them up here. Let me do that. I'll just read them off. You can uh, go in detail. I'll read it though. So first one is crush it. Well, hold on before you go into this. It's uh, really funny though because they're they're all over the wall in our conference room, and I am constantly referring to them. And I love doing it in meetings when we have like outside vendors. I like when you like do a Zoom meeting with somebody important, and you were like, dude, I was just like all over the wall. Just pointing yeah. out all of our core values. Well, today we were talking to the builder, and I was like, listen here, Joe. If you look down at core value number 10, it says collect gold dust. You got in that real deep, like, Yeah, action. so, um, but no, I literally said that. He's like, you know, kind of like, what are you thinking? I said, well, let me just start out by saying, if you see over here, core value number 10 is collect the gold dust. That's it's where a you, real company with that. I know, it's, it's great. She gets you a laser point. And he's like, <laughs> that would be pretty funny. So, yeah, he... Uh, he understood. Anyways, back to the core values. Okay, so the first one's crush it. Yep. Oh, oh. am I supposed to tell? We got a well, whole episode. So, we have a whole episode. Okay. It's living the crush it lifestyle, giving your all in everything you do, essentially. Uh, the second one is CODG. Cannot dream God. Dream big. Live passionately. Same. Similar. Build community. Yep. That is our community. Yeah. So, And then be a servant is number five. So they're very much related. Be a servant. We look at more externally to people that aren't part of our company. Build community is like build community among us and our employees and our brands within. Yep. Uh, six, take risks. Mm -hmm. Seven, earn it. Yep. It, that was, uh, I was going to harp on that when you're talking about hiring. Yep. Um, the ability to come in and earn it yes. is big. Uh, be disciplined. Yep. Take ownership. Take ownership is a big one. That's figure it out. Figure it out. Collect the gold dust. Yep. 
ethics over money, yep. and stay humble. And our thir- no, 13th, uh, honorary 13th, we just came up with today? Uh, bullets, not cannonballs. Yes. Which means... Uh, which... Take risks and bullets, not cannonballs, kind of, uh, they're in there together, but we'll, like. So that's taking smart risks. So you could, yeah. you could weave that in there. So it's take risks, but it's don't shoot cannonballs, shoot bullets first. Right. Right. So strategic risks. Strategery. Strategery. I got a question. It says, yes. safe, smart way to transition to functional style training after over a year off from injuries slash life. Start, start easy. Just start and start, especially if you've come off a year of injuries, do like treat the physical therapy like your workouts, like take it serious, spend 30 minutes to 45 minutes to even an hour on physical therapy. Like I'm going back to physical therapy right now. And it's most of it is a mindset uh, for my arms, my elbows. And yeah, it's like 30 minutes of work before I start my workout. So take it serious. Carl was asking the other day, you know, he wants to get in that now that he's had all these surgeries and he wants yeah. to get back in, like he wants to train some with you. I said, Carl, please, for the love of all things holy, just start easy. Yeah. Can we just like, maybe like jog a half a mile? Because I'm like, I'm like, bro, like don't, he, he'll be doing like rolls and cartwheels and next thing you know, he's going to bust something up real well, quick. When I first started running, I, I ran a mile like after a workout. I was like, man, that was actually kind of easy. I'm an athlete. So I ran a 5K the next day. My ankle, <laughs> my ankle swelled up. And like a, yeah, we're like, whoa. I thought I sprained my ankle. Whoa there. So, All right, bro. We're coming up on 57 minutes here. I think that's solid, dude. That was a good episode. It was a good episode. It's we got to do this. We're going to commit to once a month on the this. Correct? Yeah. Once a month here. Uh, once a month. Once a once month, month for everything. Month. Yep. And uh, we, we're committed to doing four podcasts, uh, three to four podcasts a month. So... Uh, next week, I think you're going to be out of town. Yeah. Uh, but we do need to get a sub dates going here soon. Sh- should the next sub dates roll into the Arnold Classic? So maybe do so it So I'm mid- thinking. All right. All right, guys. We just ran out of tape. So until next time, keep crushing it. That's some professional.